everybody and welcome to this week's podcast. Welcome to Journey uh, with Michael and Ryan. We are so, so grateful that you are here listening to us. And we've got a uh, we've got another cracker episode we're about to dive into today. A tasty mamma jamma for y'all. Mm, we're going to go into something that's so dear to our heart. Breathwork, wellness, all the, all good, the good things. All the tools, all, all the, the good, good things. things. Love it all. It's something that we could talk about all day long. Mm. However, we won't talk about it all day long, but we'll just give you the gold. <laughs> just the nuggets. <laughs> just the nuggets that you can take away and implement into your own life so that you can uh, just enhance your natural state of being because that's what we're all about. We want to ensure that everything we talk about offer, it's a full spectrum of everything. Uh, Ryan and I can go quite deep into the, you know, air quote, esoteric, spiritual. So a big value and a big mission of ours is to is to remove those labels those stereotypes as much as we can and just offer them out as tools to enhance your state of being enhance yourself help you magnify what's within you to move through it to see it so you can just be the best version of yourself mm. yeah and that, that's often why we talk about in, in, in our 28 day state change program we talk about the four states of being the physical the mental the emotional and the energetic and if there's disruptions in any of those different aspects then you're never truly going to feel whole you're never truly going to to get the most out of yourself your body your life um and your being and uh so this week we, we're probably going to touch more on i suppose the physical aspects yep. of well-being touching all the tools that we use every single day talking about our uh, morning practices that we wake up with, talking about breath work. I'm, I'm sure we're going to be talking about cold water therapy, um, movement exercise, all these different tools that we have to enhance our, our physical state of being. I think it's a, a, a wonderful <laughs> overture of exactly what we're going to be going in today. I mean, for me, physical has been a, a huge part of my life uh, ever since I was probably in my mid-twenties. Mm. Um, but that was just gym, gym, gym. You know, I was hanging out in that one zone, in that one state of being. And it was all for image. It was all to enhance my ego. Uh, I went through a big phase of taking steroids mm. um, in that bodybuilding type scene. I was a personal trainer. I thought I had to be the biggest and the, and the most shredded and the most ripped to be accepted as a personal trainer. And it really, I dare not say the word toxic but it's 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 detrimental it's because you there's no there's no point that focuses on mental health mm. there's no point that it focuses on here's some extra tools to help regulate your nervous system it's image 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 creating the creating the uh story that it's health mm. but there wasn't a lot healthy about it yeah and i think that, that as you say like it, it's it's not so much toxic but it can just be awfully confusing for the average person out there because if you are doing if you're an ibf pro or something like that then i mean that's what you're chasing you're constantly going to be training you're constantly going to be on point with with your nutrition and it may you may have a dysfunctional relationship with it that you're able to manage um, or you may not but for most people in the mainstream when they're trying to push themselves physically in that way it can more often than not actually become detrimental to their mental health uh, it, it does and it took me a long time you know reflecting back on it would have been what am I now 35 it would have been at least eight years ago that I was in that realm doing mm. all of that and just reflecting back on the last eight years from from the last time that I was I was in that in that space of all that person it, it took a long time for my endocrine system to get back to normal for mm. my um, for my mental health to get back to normal, uh, just for my body to be really back to homeostasis, I guess is probably the better word. Beautiful word for it. Yeah. Perfect word for it. But I, I but, but when you're in it, I, you, you don't realize that you're in it. No. It's really uh, obscure. And I, I, you know, I'm old enough to, to be grateful that I, it wasn't the full, I mean, Instagram and Facebook were around, but it wasn't like it is now. No. It was to a point, but non- not the huge comparisons of of the big followers and sure. i mean take the liver king for example i mean if you don't know about him he was this douchebag of a man that just <laughs> emphatically denied he was using steroids yet 
you could never get that big to to be like that and it's that's the message it's getting across you know young men and women of well you can look like this so take my supplements mm. and and eat this way and you will and it's it's a fucking fallacy it's false for sure and and you don't really know that you're caught up in in it until you actually reflect upon it and it was like very similar for me even when i was doing boxing although i was in the best shape of my life i had a really negative relationship with food and also mm. had a really negative relationship with my body and it wasn't actually till i started um coaching people that i realized how disruptive or disrupted sorry uh those relationships actually were yeah i used to carry around a bag that was that was made to just put my meals in mm. and then i'd have my supplement holder and i'd take all my different pills and you know my my the top of my fridge looked like a bloody pharmacy drawer <laughs> spending thousands of dollars a month on all this stuff for air quote health mm. Mm. total ego and if there's one person listening to this and and it reflects on it and goes oh okay uh how do i see this or i, I feel there's something that's not quite right uh then please reach out i'm i'm, I'm a total open book I definitely can, i can definitely help you and ryan is the wizard here with naturopathy and all, all the stuff. all the natural healing herbs that mm. can help you move into a better homeostasis in your body sure um but the what would i say the uh the knowledge of out of of other tools to be able to help me m know who i am was just not available to me yeah. such as breathwork yeah and i, I don't think it, they were like even eight, like 10 years ago breathwork you didn't even really hear about it even when i was boxing you didn't even hear about the importance of the breath um although you'd like you i i, I knew it through using meditation but not having the actual scientific backing that it does when you look at things like oxygen, oxygen advantage or therapeutic breathing or central nervous system regulation, the, I guess the knowledge just wasn't there. You know? No, and that's a big driver for us, mm. you know, just to put as much of this knowledge out into the ether as possible so people can catch it. Sure. Because if it was out and about, the, the, the person I, I have always been would have seen that and gone, Wow, that, mm. that resonates a little bit with me. Let's 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 dive down that rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah. And it really would have helped me um with a lot of the uh body dysphoria issues I created, the uh the food dysphoria issues I created, you know, eating ten thousand calories a day. So I would just pour butter on things <laughs> and I would just pour oil on things. For sure. But it was based off what I had learned from these pros that's mm. their job that's what they do that's what they've dedicated their life to these guys are monsters of course they need to eat that much not me as a 115 kilo 26 year old young boy mm. but that's yeah it's, it's it's hard to describe but it's also easy to 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 speak about as For well sure and i suppose mine would be the complete opposite i was i was probably only eating 10,000 calories a week uh when i was like on weight cuts for boxing I'd be down to fifteen, well, twelve hundred to fifteen hundred calories, trying to strip off like three to four kgs every, every like every four weeks. Whenever I was trying to have a fight, and then I'd just bounce back up and go back into cut phases and bounce back up and eat like shit and cut phases, and um, yeah, it wasn't until I started reflecting on it and working with people. Like I, I was working as an intuitive eating coach when I first got into the health and wellness um, scene. When I first stepped away from uh, working as an engineer. And it was like it was really really interesting because i started to see all these things in people and i was like holy shit, this is a lot of the things that i was doing personally myself mm. um so it was a little bit of a wake up and now we i suppose we touch on these things but it, it, it is possible to have a positive relationship with food and to be looking after yourself and probably what the key driver is is if, if your sole goal for health is the pursuit in a weight or a way in which you look then you can say reasonably for most people that it would be quite detrimental it would be it's very roller coaster very roller coaster because you are ignoring the other elements within yourself mm. that can that can help keep you consistent i i've never been in the most <coughs> better shape of my life than i am right now and th but that's the whole holistic overall approach mm. i uh, i don't I don't train my body. I don't train my vessel to look a certain way. 
I train to feel a certain way. Yeah. I train to keep my mind sharp. It's an outlet for me. I, I get to play in my own dark energy to and have that as a, as a release. And ipso facto, my body is in the best looking shape it ever has. The irony. The irony <laughs> of it. It's, it. it's like that old um, proverb, spiritual proverb. I don't know it word for word or who even said it, but it's, if it's, it, it's like the money proverb, right? If you chase it, it will be harder to get than if you create it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and, and I suppose that can be, yeah, most, most people would find that even challenging. Even when you talk about the concept of, okay, what's your why behind why, why you actually want to lose weight? They're like, well, I want to lose weight because I want to lose weight, and I want to lose weight because I want to look good. And like, yeah, you can understand that, but what do you actually gain from looking good? Is, is it actually confidence you're looking for? Do you want to have a better sexual relationship with your partner? Do you want to have more energy? Do you want to sleep better? Like, those are the things that we, those are the parameters that we should actually be looking at instead of just a reduction in weight. Because if you stand on a scale each and every single day, there's forever going to be fluctuations based on water retention, um, based on where your hormones are at, based on how much sleep you've had, based on the food that you ate the day before. So there's, there's so many different parameters and, and people probably just, people who are stepping into their health and wellness journey just in the pursuit of weight loss, um, they probably don't understand all these different factors that are going on. And it becomes an addiction as well, mm. getting onto the scales. Sure. I couldn't tell you how much I weighed. Because no, I, 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 I haven't weighed myself in a long time because mm. it just doesn't matter to me no my clothes don't fit i'm like oh i'm losing some body fat yeah, <laughs> yeah for know? sure for sure <laughs> you know a couple of people go like oh yeah look at you look at you I haven't seen you in a while you're like, oh great you yeah. know that, that, that's that's beautiful Definitely. uh but that i guess that's 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 another area but in the same direction of everything we talk about mm. it's what are you doing something for what's your intention here if you want to look good are you seeking validation from others to make to fill your own cup Okay, well, now let's shift into another status quo. Let's move into some different tools to help you understand yourself so you can generate your own self-love. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that in itself is, is can be a, a big sort of weight lifted off people's shoulders. Um, and not to say that wanting to pursue weight, wanting to look, lose weight is a negative thing or a bad thing. No, if you want to lose weight, no. lose weight. But it's actually just about doing it with the right mindset and in the right way and utilizing tools and looking at yourself and your health holistically instead of just pursuing a, a number on a scale. The amount of people that will go and do an eight-week program, program mm. loss, weight loss, and then no habits have been changed. There has been no uh, there has been no inner work done on why they were protecting themselves through overeating or, or however they got to that level of themselves, and it will come. It will come back on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's, it's a, um, I just want to share this this cool thing that I used to talk to clients about when we were when we were talking about um, like tracking your weight. And so there was a, a study that they'd done once on on some on mice. And what they looked at was they got the mice to stand on the button and three things would happen. If they stood on the button, they would get shocked. Or they'd stand on the button, nothing would happen. Or they'd stand on a button and either they'd get shocked or nothing would happen. And what this is looking at, it's like three different forms of reinforcement. Positive reinforcement, they get uh, a shock. Um, sorry, they get a shock is negative reinforcement. Positive reinforcement, nothing happened or you gain a reward and intermittent reinforcement where you don't know what's going to happen um, and there's that gamble of whether mm. or not it's going to be good or bad. And so when people, and, and, and an example of this is actually gambling. So gambling is something called, in, like it's intermittent reinforcement. You pull the lever, you push the button, you don't know whether or not you're gonna win or lose. That's actually why it's so addictive because there's that moment just as you push the button of like, oh, what's gonna happen? You know, and we love that dopamine. Oh, we chase it like oh, the thrill. Um, and that exact same thing happens when people jump on the scale because it's either going to be positive, they lose mm. weight; negative, they they gain weight. But that that what they actually do and the reason they do it is because it's intermittent. It's either going to be good or bad. That's why people actually get addicted to standing on the scale every single day, even though there's that chance that it's going to have a negative reinforcement on their life. It's a really, really good example. I love that. I love it. Very too. clear, yeah. And it makes sense. Uh, you can you can see that in the algorithms of social media. You can see that in lots of most things that most have taken things. on that psychological dopamine, serotonin, gambling hit sure. on things that you're going to get. But it, 
it kind of pulls you into the unknown of what's not going to happen, which is really interesting just to reflect on that right now in, in real time. So in that moment, you're actually very present because you don't know what's going to happen. For sure. Yeah, that's an interesting so like a concept. Little, it's a little bit of excitement. And then when you can start to understand that, then it doesn't, like, you can still step on the scales, but if you step on the scales knowing that you're actually chasing intermittent reinforcement and that it's, like, the, the dopamine of whether or not you do lose weight or whether or not you don't lose weight, then you can actually do it in a more conscious way, you know? So you're, you're not being controlled by the number on a scale. You're just using it as a metric um, to positively reinforce maybe the actions you're taking or the goal that you're trying to pursue. And it gives you... It gives you a metric to whether you're doing something right or wrong. Mm, yeah, yep, definitely. But if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna weigh yourself every day, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not gonna all of a sudden wake up and be four kilos less than the day before if you've sure. just, you know, consciously doing it or or you're 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 methodically doing it. Yes, and that's I suppose that the the actions don't change, but the reasons behind the actions change. You know, you still go to the mm. gym, you still eat in a certain way. The actions are exactly the same way. You still go for a walk if you want, you still meditate, but the reason behind it changes. You're doing it for you. Doing it for you, baby, self-love. And this is then where we can kind of move into going to the next realm, kind of emotion, uh, where, or even the energetic, and this is where you start going and doing some deeper inner work, you, or you can go to talk therapy, you start moving the stuff through that's in your body. That significantly changes your body composition mm -hmm. when you are definitely really moving your shit through for sure out of your body because you're you're not subconsciously stacking it on for protection around the areas of trauma that are stored in your body or for a mechanism of unhealthy eating because that was your external source of dopamine and serotonin yeah. because you weren't listened to as a kid or you got put down or made small and that was that became you became friends with it now you're addicted as part of your personality definitely like it and so this is the 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 paradox of just focusing on one area it's the met it's, it's pushing meta through meta mm. you, you want to pull a rock with a chain around it or you want to put it on some wheels on a little trolley? What's going to be easier? What's going to be easier? The, the result's going to be the same, right? You get it to the same place, but one time's going to be a lot, a lot easier. And a lot more enjoyable. Oh, I'll push a rock on some wheels with a, with a, <laughs> on a trolley rather than pull it with a chain. I've been pulling a chain with a rock most of my life. And now I pulled shit on wheels now and fucking things so much easier and it's so much more abundant. Got out of his, <laughs> own, out of his own fucking way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is... So this, I guess this is lining us up now to, to, to move into the place of any, if, if you're listening to this and you're feeling self-judgment or you're feeling judged by our words, this gives you the opportunity to reflect on that. Mm. Where is that coming from? Is, this, is, there some, is there some truth there now? Are you, if you really uh, go into the deep honesty of yourself, is the physical change for others to see you in a certain way? Mm. Yes, that can help your own self-validation and make you feel better, but it's it's short-lived. It's short-lived because you'll fall back into old programs that haven't been sorted out. Mm. So this is where having the holistic approach, not just sitting in one realm or the other, will help you become the more formed person. Definitely. And so breath work, it's not a plant medicine, it's not a drug, it's not a anything. It's a self-created healing methodology for you to be able to start seeing what's inside of you in real time. Mm. You then have the choice to be able to move through it so these little things don't have the subconscious ability control over you anymore. So when you are training, you're training for you, you're training for health, you're training for whatever your deeper purpose is because you're starting to hit from the other angle as well. Mm, definitely, definitely. So well, let's... let's um Let's go into to some of the the breathing tools that we use. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the beta breath? So beta breath, beta breath. Uh, there's let's let's bring it right back. Uh, so there's an amazing, amazing. I make up words left, right, and center. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Sorry, guys. I just lost my front teeth. He's just slipping over his tongue. Here's a little side note. I smashed out my front teeth when I was seven walking along a fence and I had no front teeth for like two years. That's why I've got a lisp. Because I had to learn to stick my tongue back in my mouth. I had to go to speech therapy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's good to know. Yeah. There's a little side note for you listeners out there. A little tidbit for y'all. 
So the beta breath. So there's a breath master called Dan Brule, and he's got an amazing book called Just Breathe. Uh, you and I have read it probably probably up here somewhere. No, it'd be down nah. down 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 downstairs. And he goes through. I think he goes through. Is it thirty different breath styles in his book? Yep, thirty different breath. Styles. Thirty different breath styles. This guy is is amazing, and he's he trained. He is. He trained with some of the um, some of the creators of some of the Western uh, breath works of uh, Holotropic and Leonard Orthon from Rebirthing, and he holds retreats and, and does all the stuff. I think he's pulled right back now. Anyways, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's he's got a, he's got a, a plethora of trainees that have trained under him. Uh, I digress, but read his book. Uh, earlier on in my breath uh, in my breath journey and there were just some different breath styles in there I was reading and there was one in there that was like a pre-meditation breath it was just 10 breaths in and out charge up go into the meditation and go from there and I thought that's that's nice I tried it I thought oh gave me a little little aliveness in my body I feel it also simple and it's not the 40 breaths from Wim Hof that I've been doing and five rounds and, and, and you're trying to focus on on the breath hold and keep it as long as possible and so this is when we were just starting to do our rebirth course and obviously wanted to be facilitating I think I was already starting to as well and I just thought I, I, I need some people just need a bite-sized approach just to be able to feel it just to be able to get the state change get the shifts in their body but not have to spend you know 30 minutes and that's where you're starting because it just loses people so i started playing around i started playing around with different breaths and i thought if i can get this from 10 what's a number that's easy by so and i landed on 11 i love 11 it's my favorite number and 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 for, for some reason psychologically one path the 10th breath it, it just creates this energy and so I was like, okay, great. So I was playing around with that and then I was playing around with the different holds. I'm like, do I do 11 and then breathe all the way and hold and then go back into the breath or do I let all the way out and hold? And then I just found, no, you breathe in, hold, and then out and hold. And you can just feel your different nervous systems shifting around. And, and so that became my uh, daily because I thought that's bite-sized and you can do it for as long as you want. So if you still want to do your 40, 45, 50, half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever breath work in the morning or any time of the day, you still can. You just keep doing the rounds and it drops you deeper and deeper. And so I remember you were down at Papamora, I think, mm. and I had just started putting this together. I'm like, brother, let's try this. It's mm. really short, it's really simple, but you get really fixed. And, and, and we had a crack and you were like, whoa. That, Loved it. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And, and so from there, obviously, it's just become my daily practice in the morning. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I go have a cold shower and then I go straight out and I do uh, do the beta breath. And then obviously since the, our inception of beta, uh, we've now called it the beta breath and we've given it a bit of a title and it's what we go around and, and when we're doing our corporate, uh, you know, um, corporate workshops or any workshops really, that's what we teach to people because it's a really simple tool they can put in their pocket and pull out and they don't have to, you know, if they've never done anything before, it's trying to take the barriers away. Mm. The amount, any barriers, as little as possible for people to just enter into this realm of this medicine that they are creating. And so that's where Beta Breath was born, really. And, and we've been doing it ever since. And it's it's a lovely breath work. If you just do one round, you'll feel a change. You do 20 minutes worth, you'll feel a change. And it's just getting that breath into the body. It's changing that state for you to be able to play inside yourself so you can just have a look around feel around and it just it just helps you feel a lot more aligned mm, definitely so it is a really really simple breath it's simply just 11 breaths in through the mouth into the chest on the 11th breath you take a deep breath in just holding at the top for a few seconds and then just releasing and you just simply do that for four rounds and it really, I, I just love it because it is, it's quick, it's effective. And if you are going to sit for longer meditations afterwards, it does, you say, it, it, it's like a pre-meditation breath. It brings you into your body, it brings you present into the moment, and then you're just there. And then there is a beautiful addition of the pineal gland opener as well. There's a right? beautiful addition. So I, uh, I go through phases with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, I go through long phases of reading his books and doing his meditations and studies, and, and but that's just the ebbs and flows of different people who I who I learn from. Mm, different teachers. Yeah, different teachers. And so I went through a big Dr. Joe uh, phase for a long time there, and, and a lot of his meditations involve doing copious amounts 
of this uh, pineal gland, or I think he calls it Christ consciousness opening, or yeah. uh, whatever he calls it. And so I've just taken that, and, and there's different aspects of it through many different modalities. I mean, yoga has oh, their yeah. one. And, it's a, it's and a, it is a yogic breath that he, that he has adopted. Correct, exactly. But ultimately what it is, is you, uh, at the end of the breath, you breathe in, and then breathe all the way out, and then you take a half breath into your stomach. And what you're doing is you are then squeezing your stomach while you're pushing your perineum up. So your perineum uh, is that muscle that's just kind of, under your bladder there and it's between your ass between your ass, ass and, and your gonads yeah <laughs> and when you're when you're peeing if you stop mid-flow that's the that's the muscle that's the perineum muscle the pc muscle that's that's stopping that flow so pull that up squeeze your tummy while you're holding your breath and then squeeze up into your chest and then squeeze up into your throat and then squeeze all the way up into your head so you're just trying to create a like a, a geyser up top of your head of what you're pushing up now on the physical realm, what you're doing is you're actually pushing and squeezing the cerebral spine fluid that that that, um, that protects the spine and all the nervous system running up the column there. Uh, you're actually pushing it up and we are so divinely created that where it ends, right at the top, goes into what's called our pineal gland uh, inside our, our, our brain. And on our pineal gland, it looks like a pine cone. If you've ever seen you know, Egyptian hieroglyphics and things like that, they knew this shit a long time ago. And there are little, little tiny little crystals on our pineal gland. And when you put your cerebral spine fluid and you dump it on there, it opens it up and these crystals activate. And so it, it, it's how you have a mystical experience, as Dr. Joe would say. And because you can't explain it, it's subjective and it's just an overall feeling. I like to call it a braingasm or, <laughs> you know, uh, in the different tantric teachings or, you know, um, sex teachings, there's, there's different um, similar holds that you're doing with your body and you're squeezing up so you can bring up any. So it's whatever the intention is that you're doing. If you're having sex, you can utilize it as sexual energy. But in this, in this case, and all it is and how I like to explain to people, it's, it's, it's just your antenna. It's your antenna inside ourselves. And the more we decalcify it, the more we open it up, the more we're receptive to the quantum of what is being, or what's out there and what we want to create. And it's as simple as that. And it's a practice. It takes you a while to start nailing. And every now and then you're not going to, you really nail it. And, and if you start to, it might sound scary, but if you start to kind of faint and pass out, but that's, that's it, that's, that's part of it. It's just a whole lot of energy that you're moving into your head. And it really is just such a beautiful, beautiful way to start the day and uh we, we 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 teach that at the end of the beta breath and we oh it, i just love seeing the people who uh really get it for the first time and they shake and their nervous system opens up and they don't know what's going on uh so that's it so it's the beta breath 11 breaths in hold in out hold and then do as many rounds as you like but you know start with four start with one whatever you like uh, and at the end of the last one you do just hold and do your squeezes up so when you're actually breathing normally your perineum is moving up and down you know with every breath you take and so as an overall aspect of the movement of the spine fluid in our body in a physical uh in a physical aspect it takes about an hour mm. so if you track this the spine fluid from the bottom and just you're normally breathing it would take about an hour for that to kind of recirculate up into the head and then and then it'll start to, to come back down again so you're 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 just you're just pushing what's already naturally happening uh but creating a tidal flow mm. beautiful beautiful and you really do feel it i love it i love adding the pineal gland opener into it or even just running through three or four rounds of it when i am sitting in meditation it just just pops you open it pops you open that's a great way to put it mm. and just try it just try it you know you could sit here and be like oh it's bullshit just try it see what it feels like and if, if you do um if you are wondering about the beta breath and even the pineal gland opener, there is a video that we will link um, in oh, yes. this podcast to uh, instructional, tutorial. yeah, tutorial on how to do it. Um, it's something that we do have on a res um, on the resource page on our website as well. So you can either shoot over to the website or just click the link down at the bottom, and it'll guide you through it. And it makes you it, it, it makes you a breath master instantly because it's so easy to obtain. And go and share it with everyone. Mm. You don't have to go. And, and do a nine month certification like we've did because it's safe and you're not delving into trauma and you know like so it's just a really simple breath work that once you've picked it up teach it to others mm, for sure because the more people that have these in their life the better the collective of the consciousness is going to be definitely and you can utilize it it's, it's, a, it's a tool you can utilize in, in any moment like if, if I'm feeling if I'm at work and I'm feeling a little tired it's like three o'clock and it slumps and you're like my god I'm feeling a little 
again like, you know, you, you, the, the body's chasing to want a coffee or wanting stimulation you just go to one round of it and you're just instantly feeling better just pops you open just pops you open <laughs> that's it but it does like play with these things you know ryan and i talk about we'll, we'll go into our morning practices and exactly what we do and and why we do it and things like that but these are tools in your arsenal to pull out at any time of the day i love if i'm having a bit of a down day or something's happening or my energy's just off that day i'll go and sit in the car and i'll do a round of breath yeah and then come back out into the world here we are with a different state with a new state a new person yeah beautiful and the, and the breath it, it works in, in so many ways like the beta, beta breath is, is is a powerful form of breathing and it's like the, for a lot of people when you talk about breath work they're like well i look i i, I breathe all the time i'm alive i know how to breathe but just because you know how to breathe doesn't mean you know how to do it properly you know and there's so many just very subtle nuances that you can look at with the breath um so that you can actually just optimize breathing, optimize the utilization of, of even carbon dioxide. You know, carbon dioxide is, um, people see it as being a negative thing, but when we breathe less, it means we actually use oxygen. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? We utilize oxygen more because carbon dioxide actually opens up hemoglobin so that the oxygen can get into the cells and we can just get into the blood cells and we can actually transport it around our body you know so if you're heavy breathing if you're breathing through your mouth um you're just dumping off carbon dioxide so your body's not actually able to utilize oxygen as much you know so very simple things just take a little moment check in with how you're breathing now and ideally we want to be breathing in through our nose and deep into the belly you know and that's how we should just be breathing on a day-to-day -day basis and um yeah, the, the breath, there's so many different things that we can do with it, whether it's uh, performance breathing, whether it's just therapeutic breathing like that, even looking at sleep apnea and the way in which we sleep, our quality of sleep. If we are breathing through our mouth, same thing. We're not going to be utilizing um, the time we're spending sleeping as well as if we were breathing through our nose. So here is a really great way to start moving into BDSM if you want to, <laughs> just to spice things up. Ooh, tape your mouths up when you go to bed. Oh, definitely. Tape so your partner's mouth up first. Tape, tape so yours. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried taping the mouth and I'd always wake up and there'd be fucking tape all over my face or it'd be stuck on my pillow or something like that. But what I've actually been doing this um, these last couple of weeks is actually just, I've been using nasal strips for when I run yeah. and it opens up your nose a little bit more so that you can nasal breathe a lot easier when you are running. Because very similar, when you're running or exercise, we should still be breathing through our nose so that we can utilize oxygen more. And I've been doing putting that on before I'm going to bed. And you just wake up feeling so much fresher. You don't wake up with a dry mouth. You don't wake up really thirsty. You don't wake up as lethargic because your body's actually able to breathe as you're sleeping. Nick Minute, we've got nasal strips on our website for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Be tuned to the next episode. Beta <laughs> <Data> branded. <laughs> if you've got any uh, any ideas of the naming, please send them through. <laughs> Beta strips. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go like you nailed it for you. Uh, but the the way in which breath addition into your life that when it, it will significantly uplift every other part of your life mm. even if it's just 11 breaths to start your day off for you to bring the intention into yourself you 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 bring the oxygen into your body you are stimulating your nervous system you're stimulating your pineal gland you are opening up the cellular networks in your body and you are going to just be a better version of yourself mm. if you are going to the gym practice breathing consciously in the gym consciously lifting consciously running consciously doing rock climbing all of it all of it you can regulate with your breath if you see i mean you see some of the top sports guys now really going to them I and mean, you see izzy adesanya you know he's got a he's got a, an amazing breathwork coach that's just out there in piha it's all performance breathing and you see him in a fight he'll barely open his mouth mm. he has trained himself to breathe through his nose and he is at the top of his game so we just need to see the people that are the peak of what they're doing and just reverse engineer it and go what are they doing okay well let's do it on our level and if guys like that who are at the peak are doing these different breath styles and different things like that now well it, it says a lot mm. Mm. 
definitely it's, it's, it says everything and it's like okay cool these guys are athletes what does that mean for me well just because they're athletes doesn't mean that these very simple practices that they aren't do that they are doing isn't going to help you just be a better wife better worker um better boss better partner better father you know just a straight up better person because you're going to be more present you're going to be less stressed you're going to be more sort of aware and mm. less reactive about what's going on around and then you can add the breath into your sexual dynamic as well add it into with your your, your partner or there's no better yourself. way to connect with your partner before having intercourse than like, like hugging each other and connecting your breath i really enjoy uh circulating my breath with, mm, with uh, my partner's breath yeah, yeah, yeah. and you start you really feel that trance state coming on very quickly instantly oh it's a powerful thing if you haven't tried it and this interests you and you've got a partner at home go Give and try it, it. it yeah. really is it's it's a powerful force don't be afraid to get it wrong as well just see what works for you guys you know what works yep. for us in our relationships um, maybe a different breath that works for you and yours you know so just play it's all about play it's don't be afraid to play it's, it is our breath It is what we are creating there are hundreds of breath works out there hundreds of breath styles and there will be hundreds of more to come mm, because sure. there are different ways in which the body can be activated through our own breath mm. and i mean look at our beta breath you know it's nothing new we've just taken an idea from someone else's and just then repurposed it with new intention and slightly different variances and going right there's there's another one mm. and that's a tool for people to learn on definitely so ryan tell us uh i think i'd really love to know what your mornings look like what your mornings look like you would be probably a bit shocked so my mornings are actually um i i've, I've I, I used to have really strict routines in the morning but i in the last couple of years i have actually moved away from having a strict routine of like i wake up journal breath meditate stretch blah 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 move on to my day um but the thing that i do consistently is give myself 15 minutes to 30 minutes every single morning before i go off to exercise or run um or work or whatever the gym um to just move or do something that my body wants me to do so in the morning i might start with the beta breath when i first get up or i might do some qigong or i might do um just some light stretching what's qigong 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 is it's like an energy movement so there's different moves that you do to cultivate qi throughout your body mm. so it's uh very like it's a traditional chinese medicine form of movement if you could say you could say it's like the chinese form of yoga it's a good way to put it yeah um and so so that's what i do for me so i don't have like a strict routine that i have to follow every single day um because i'm a generator and i don't like routine so much in that aspect or being confined by needing to do like specific things all the time because i get bored and like to try lots of different things um but i do just give myself that time every single morning that that for me is my morning routine then i'll get up and shower and breakfast and everything else good how about you brother you're the you're the polar opposite i'm the polar opposite so my morning routine starts before i go to bed uh my phone my phone goes on plane mode uh flight mode so there's no there's no um not that i have uh notifications turned on my phone anyways but that just goes on plane mode. It makes me feel better. I mean, there's probably still a whole lot of shit that's downloading to it, but you know, it makes me feel like I'm doing something for myself. And I'm not having this 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 charged thing. I used to I used to keep it out of my room, but uh, yeah, plane mode works for me. I'm okay with that. So it starts there. I have my alarm set, and I don't I don't snooze my alarm. Uh, however, I'll always put my alarm on 50, about 15 minutes before I actually get up. Mm. Um, I don't kind of roll around in bed. I just I just know when my alarm's gone off, and then I'm like, okay, cool, and then it just brings me out of my theta state into my alpha state of my brain waves and then i i get up i don't have a strict time i get up i usually about quarter past six six thirty is about the time on average that i get up around um knowing my circadian rhythm better uh, i don't perform a lot better when i get up earlier than that um and i i'm always trying to get to bed probably about 11 o'clock would be you know anything later I'm, I'm a bit draggy but that's fine it is what it is if i've got things i've got to get done if i've got to get my my Maybe second exercise in for the day then i'll go get it done you know uh, it's all fine uh but yeah when i wake up for me it's the same every day has been for years 
And so I get up, I make my bed as soon as I wake up, and then I walk straight into the shower, and there's a cold shower. No ifs, buts, or maybes. So cold shower, uh, obviously I brush my teeth, all that sort of stuff, but um, cold shower, and then I put on my gym clothes, and then I go up and I do beta breath for probably about 15, 20 minutes, and then I have a rape, and I sit in a beautiful rape, um, plant medicine state, uh, meditation for probably about another 10, 15 minutes, and then I get up from there, um, and then I will go to the gym, and I get the gym done. And that's a pretty staple morning for me. It doesn't really change a lot. There might be some move and a shake. I might you know, have to have breakfast before I go to the gym because I've got to go to the gym and I'll get changed there and go straight out to my next appointment, something like that. But that's, that's, the, that's pretty much the locked and loaded of, of my day. Mm. It doesn't really change. And it's, it's pretty seated in me now. Yeah. What's, what's it like for you if you don't do it? I honestly couldn't tell you because it, it has been that long since I haven't done it. Fair enough. It, it's actually, <laughs> actually, I think I had this conversation with you not long ago about, I wonder what it would be like. And then I felt into my body. I was like, ooh, it like, it like <laughs> cringed. <laughs> it's, uh, you know. So I don't know whether that's, I mean, good or bad. I, I don't know whether it's a, a solid thing. But yeah, maybe there is a little bit of part of me that's, that's like, you know, I would not want to, I wouldn't want to see. Well, it's, diff- it's different, different people utilize different tools right yes and it's like what works for you if, if it's if it's detrimental for you to be really really strict on a routine like it was for me because i would just feel like god i need to do this and then this and then i've got this other shit that i need to do um and it didn't really work for me and i didn't like doing i don't like doing the same thing every single day um, but i like giving myself time to wake up and move into the day and create an intention for it then that's perfect yeah. if, if it works for you that you've got something to wake up to and you know exactly what your routine's going to be then that's perfect as well yeah there's there, there, everything's individual everything's personalized it's mm. as long as you're creating space for yourself mm. i guess if i'm working if i'm if i'm going through something i'll put some journaling in there i used to journal religiously uh it would be part of my morning routine uh and then i would notice that it would drop out and it would come back and it would drop out and i felt myself judging myself on it but what I've realized now is the journal's a tool for me to work through things. If I'm going through something emotional, energetic, whatever, the journal will, will just naturally come out and I just start writing. And uh, so that's what I've noticed on that. So I, again, probably a little bit more of a variance like you on that aspect that there was a time that things were locked and loaded, but they've, they now are in my tool arsenal for when I need to use them. Yep, yep, definitely. I like it. What about the uh, cold shower, mate? Why the why the why the fuck do you do that every day? This this was actually my very first morning routine thing I ever did, even before I was on my you know deeper inner work journey. Uh, I just started, and I just started feeling better about it. And and then and then you listen to guys like Tony Robbins, and you listen to Wim Hof, and different guys who who you know it's their religion. And you can take aspects of learnings from everyone and create your own philosophy on it. And so, you know, you, you listen to um, Tony Robbins and he talks about it's the first decision you make for the day and it's an uncomfortable one. And so that sets you up for the day because you've already owned the, the part of you that doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I've, and I've been doing this for years, like years. And there's still not a part of me that, that skips into that cold shower. You, you know, no, but the voice is so quiet in my head and it's such a habit that I just, I walk into it. I take a two breaths in and then I go in, boom. And then after about two or three seconds, it's like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. And it's beautiful and I love it. But on a physical state change level, uh, it really just opens up uh, all of my, uh, well, closes up. I, it just, it just it reinvigorates me. It gives me the serotonin, the dopamine hit from there. It helps my melatonin uh, really kind of, um, disintegrate within the body yep. and it, it it's just a it's just a marker for myself of going into some uncomfortability first thing in the morning and it's it sets me up it tells my brain right you're on you're on you're on time to go yeah definitely and i i, I do cold showers every single day but i don't do it till after the gym and i always start with the warm because i don't like lathering my body with <laughs> with uh, shampoo when it's cold i just hate that fucking feeling so i have a warm shower i wash myself and then finish with the cold beautiful <laughs> but so it's um but there, there is there's so many benefits to it and it's like man if people could do start doing two things 
then it would be learning to breathe well three learning to breathe sleeping and having a fucking cold shower once a day if you just did that you would the depression would just dissipate because when you have a cold shower i think it's norepinephrine is increased by like five times yes and dopamine's increased by 2.5 times and like that's fucking huge that's huge because when like everything in our life is is based around dopamine realistically we're constantly chasing that molecule you know for everything that we do it's our motivator so it's it, we get a hit when we tick something off the list when we have a cigarette we get it when we have sex we get it when we um eat a piece of chocolate or a sweet piece of food or f- even food that tastes delicious when we're having an engaging conversation it's like dopamine is produced and it's it's our it's our constant motivator in life and so if you're stepping into a cold shower knowing that it's going to increase your dopamine levels by like 2.5 times then you're just instantly going to feel better you know that's you want to get rid of depression you want to get rid of your anxiety <coughs> or the anxiety that resides in you start with those three things mm. stick with them as much as you can and when you fall off don't judge it just get back on because mm. it's not linear and i promise you we promise you you will fucking change you will feel you will start to feel better incrementally over time just very very simple tools very very simple tools you know and then it like a lot of people could be like well you know you're, you're making it reductionist you're making it so easy but when you have a look at it and, and you're looking at it and even the use of um ssris and a lot of the research at the moment like 50 percent no, even more than that 10 percent of people who are taking ssris actually have depression based around the deficient and um, a deficiency in serotonin a lot of people actually have depression because of a deficiency in um and dopamine and a lot of the other people that have depression is because of inflammation you know so one of the big things that a cold shower does is also helps reduce inflammation you know because your body you're purposely putting your body in a state where it's sending out all of these inflammatory cytokines to just rush through the body and and just reduce inflammation amen brother amen i uh i was on ssris for a few years so was i yeah (laughs) took myself off them you know in, in, a, in a space of six weeks and Jesus did I feel the power that they had over me mm. I could literally feel like my spine feel like it's ripping itself out the back of my head Definitely. when I was when I was taking myself off those yeah for sure and and that's why they actually it's dangerous yeah well they can call it serotonin sickness as well because if you, if you don't have a d- d- uh, if you don't have a dysfunction in the production of serotonin but you're taking SSRIs then your body's going to pr- be producing or not uptaking serotonin so you're going to have higher levels in the bodies and it can that's why a lot of people can actually start to feel lethargic now oh. we're not telling you to stop taking no god not, no not taking them we're not medical professionals we're just giving insight into the things that have worked and happened for us talking about our own experiences so i was on ssris uh, i was on um i was on a medication called paroxetine and i was on another one called something else and i was on them for about three years three years and in the end the anxiety was worse because i was on them Mm. there was there's 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 no they're a tool right they're a tool to get you through something now if i went to the doctor and he goes look mike we're going to put you on this medication for three months and then wean you off while you're going through this hard time and you're going to go to therapy twice a week for the next 10 weeks let's have that as a plan now what are you eating Okay, let's have a look at that a little bit. Let's change and shift a few things around now. Let's add a little bit more fruit, a little bit more uh, clean meat in your diet, whatever, it, whatever you know, the recommendation or how you want to eat. And, uh, and you're going to just go for a couple of walks a week. That's how we're going to tackle it. But it's not. He gives you a form. You fill it out. You, you, all these questions are on a scale of you know, suicide or, or feeling amazing. And, and you're just kind of putting X's on these, on these lines. And they go, oh, okay, yep. And they just go, well, I recommend that we put you on this. Mm. and that's it there's no there's it's 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 you're on it for life for sure there's no there's no conversation about when when you're going to come off it no you know like it would have helped me for that time and it did help me for that time definitely this is why they everything has its place you'll never hear ryan and i talk about that the thing that we do or offer or train in is better than anything else it's not we can have our viewpoints and our biases on things based off our own experiences but we're very careful and what we speak about or how we speak about things that that are things that we've experienced or things that we know are happening uh, with other different tools 
to go hey look you know it's there it ha everything has its place it's whatever aligns with you but it's a dangerous game it's a dangerous game this this uh, anti-anxiety anti-depression pill game it is it's a big pharma <sighs> jackpot it is a big pharma jackpot definitely definitely yeah so cold Charles, if, if you want to add that into your routine you can do like mike and just jump straight into it and get it done yep. um and it doesn't mean you have to have the whole shower it just like ease yourself into it maybe you start with 30 seconds you know do 30 seconds for a week see how you feel maybe then after that you go to 45 seconds yep. you know move up to a minute two minutes three minutes four minutes then your body starts to feel more acclimatized to the uncomfortableness of it you know you never fully get fully acclimatized to it but you know you you, you, just, you just make friends with the with the suckiness yeah for sure that's, that's it. all that's it you make friends with the suckiness and go this is good for me yeah. it's like being that kid at the table not eating your veggies your parents always say eat your veggies first you never do no but if you did eat your veggies first you'd enjoy the the, you enjoy the, the spoils of the rest of the meal and sure. you would actually finish it nicely and that's like it's like the cold shower yeah if you're going to eat a toad do it in the morning yes you don't want to leave it leave it till late at night no not at all no you're eating the toad right uh yeah. <laughs> because that's not an instant no now there's a story here i want to know have i eaten a toad no i have <laughs> eaten a toad michael come on don't be silly um yeah so that's so we got the breath there's some cold water therapy in there yep do you want to talk a little bit about hape i'd love to talk about hape it is a huge huge part of our lives a lovely wonderful plant medicina that comes from the amazon uh so to describe rape rape is uh people might have heard the word snuff before um so what it is it's tobacco leaf based uh, and there are hundreds of varieties of rape because there are tens of thousands of different plants and herbs in the jungle of the amazon and so what they do is predominantly they they, they get these uh tobacco leaves and that's the main ingredient then they get the other herbs and different uh different plants that they want to do to create a certain rape uh they they wash them all they burn it all down it turns into uh into ash dust ash you know however you want uh, then they keep them in the big drums and they do an ayahuasca ceremony around it they sing to it they bless it so uh, what it is is you have your serving pipe now if you're sitting with a if you're sitting in front of someone you've got one called a tepe and so it looks a little bit like how would you describe it it's like a the the base of it looks like a big thick cuban cigar but it's hollowed out made of wood but i mean it's very different varieties this is just the one that, that we use and then it's got like a little uh hollow um bamboo um you know what would it be about a 15 centimeter bamboo uh, that's drilled into the top of it put that up in your hand uh then you put the, the rape in the pipe and now you put it up to your partner and you and you blow it into their nose and you do each nostril and what it does it just totally opens up all of your being your mind brings you into your body it drops you into the deepest meditative state instantly that you've ever been in plus a hundred mm. and it just expands your heart expands your gratitude and what it does it just raises your consciousness level every time and it's part of my morning practice. I have it every morning. I'll have it every night. Uh, and then maybe sometimes once or twice during the day, maybe more depending on the day and what I've got going on. And it really is such an enlightening tool. And the amount of downloads and the amount of um, just bliss and help that this beautiful plant has helped me with through my course of my life, I am forever grateful for it. it if you've got something that's sitting on, the top of you like an emotion or something like that that you haven't really you know been dealing with or anything it'll it'll push that through it'll help that go through if you're really in the deep of something even when i you know I, i'm sure everyone's listened to the, to, the, to the first or second podcast and i was in the deep of it there rape really helped me kind of push through and purge what was there and it just helped me move through whatever i'm i'm, I'm working through so so rape in a nutshell is uh, a very high hierarchical tool in my tool belt and I enjoy sharing it with people. I enjoy giving them uh, the ability to feel what this beautiful plant can do because that's all it is is a plant. It is plant leaves and herbs mm. and it's just shot up into your nose. Oh, and the beautiful energy of the echelos as well. Oh, yes. 
yes. Lovely. And you can feel the different lapes from different places. Eh? Oh, it's a little sure. bit more, a little bit more. Uh, what would you say? Mainstream manufactured rather than being coming from a tribe <laughs> or something like that. And it's just a spectacular. I I love it. I love. I'm such a a medicine man. I I I have huge huge deep relationships with various different medicines, plant medicines, and rape is is right up there mm. uh, at the top. And it is just such a divine medicine, and it will it will be part of my my life for for probably all of it. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and it is it is beautiful. So most most people would be introduced to hape um in an ayahuasca ceremony that's probably going to be your first time that's where i i, I was introduced yeah, yeah very same same for me um that was the first time i was introduced to it no actually i don't think it was i think you probably i probably would have introduced yeah. me to it because when i had my first sit over in peru yeah we didn't have hape so yeah they didn't serve hape over okay there. so yeah it would have been me would serving you yeah, yeah. yeah interesting love it um but yeah, it is. It's a beautiful medicine, beautiful energy. It does just create moments of um, presence and awareness. It just drops you into into yourself in a, a deeper state of meditation. And uh, it just allows for, for little downloads and things to drop in that you can then write about or talk about or allow yourself to move through. It's it's helped me time travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a story for another podcast. It's probably a story for another podcast. But... Uh, you know it, it's that powerful it really is so so rape or hape however however you want to to call it but it looks quite shocking to a westerner watching it if you've never seen it before you know i, I enjoy going down to beaches or sitting in nature and doing rapes and if somebody catches <laughs> catches me or not catches me if they if they if they see see yes. if they see me doing it it's always intriguing for people because they think you're doing drugs or something. It's like, no, 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 this is this is medicine. This for is sure. what true medicine looks like. Definitely. And uh, even, okay, well, actually, here's a really good story about you and I caught a gastro bug probably, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Would have been yeah. about two weeks ago. And I came home, uh, sorry, it was a Sunday morning. I woke up and I was just lethargic. And then I was like, oh, what's that? And then by about one o'clock, I just went downhill very quickly, very fucking quickly. In the space of about three hours, I was just... I was cactus, you know, I was toast. And I could just feel in my stomach and I was just, you know, I could barely walk. And so I kind of came up and I said, brother, can you please just serve me a healing serve rape? I, I need to, I need to get at this. And so we went outside and you served me a big healing rape serve and I, and I just purged a full, full bucket of everything that was in my body. And it was very healing because we, we have the tools, we have the plants and the knowledge to be able to go okay well we don't have to just sit around we can help our body mm. we've got these tools to go in and, and same thing happened to you three what was it four days later i think it was probably like two weeks but i was fighting that gastro oh you were fighting it off for a while so even when it came stomach, but God. it was it was the same but process. When, it, when it hit it, it hit real real quick yeah and i came out gave you it up a same thing happened and, and we never we never vomited again because mm. we we got at it and that's that's just the power of the medicine oh, medicina. Yeah. yeah definitely so what other well, i suppose for you what other what other tools do you utilize when it when it comes to your i suppose physical well-being so i i am really enjoying my uh two training sessions a day at the moment cool. so i train uh weights resistant training in the gym in the morning uh and then i go and do uh like a 45 minute walk out in the dark because i do my best work in the dark <laughs> especially i love it when it's raining and i'm no one else out there and it's 11 o'clock at night and sometimes I'll have podcasts on, sometimes I just walk and, and have a download or sometimes I'll, I'll smoke a little weed and I'll go out and it's just me and, and me and if you drive past me, you'll see me having full conversations with myself. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I process Processes. things. And it is, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So yeah, so the, the two sessions a day are really, are really enjoying at the moment. Um, what other tools do I have in my tool? I mean, there's, there's a plethora. There's rebirthing, there's... You know, our ayahuasca, there's the mushrooms we eat, there's the cactus that we brew here and we drink that. We go through phases of drinking that every morning, you know, mm. 20 mils just to really align. These these things are part of our lives. They really are. You know, cactus, San Pedro, Wachuma, however you want to call it. It's a huge part, huge part of our life, huge part of our growth. And so whenever I want to go in, I, I, I feel into what's being called to me and, and that's, where I pick my medicine, hmm. or the medicine picks me. Hmm. 
and but on on the on the actual scale of just physical well-being i love deep conversation mm. i really do for me that's very healing very healing just sitting eye to eye with someone or not even that but just just really heart to heart i guess is, is proper and and holding getting held and then holding and and just open authenticity conversation it's so healing mm. because you're just getting things off before they get to get embedded in your body mm. and they move through so there's even a start for you off you know just you want to just start opening up some dialogue with your partner with your kids with your co-workers with your friends just it's so healing you don't have to be running into cold shells you can actually just start <laughs> by just voicing the words authentically from yourself and you will start feeling much much better every psychologist in the world will tell you that definitely giving yourself that freedom to find your voice and <coughs> communicate what you, what your i guess wants needs and desires are well that's very people. scary for people to ask what they want how dare you yes don't swear how dare you <laughs> how dare you ask for what you want <laughs> fuck that ask for what you want but you got to know what you want first otherwise sure. you just start faffing about that's probably one of the biggest things right mm. how, how how can you pursue what you want in life if you haven't actually clearly defined what you want from life and then even when you're looking at that um uh, uh a conversation I had with one of my coaches once when I was uh, setting some goals. Now, this wasn't like a business coach or anything like that. We were just doing some deep inner work and we had some goals and things that we were working on. And he goes, he asked me the question, if my goals were my goals. He goes, are your goals your goals? And I was like, what do you mean by that? He goes, are they your goals? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're my goals. He goes, well, are they your goals or are they goals that you think that you should be pursuing based on where you are in life and the conditioning you've had around yourself? And I was like, fuck, none of these are my goals. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another try. <laughs> so even beautiful. asking yourself that, what, 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 what is it you are pursuing in life? Why are you pursuing them in your life? And is it even what you want to be pursuing or is it perception or things that have been pushed upon you that you think you should be chasing or pursuing or are you chasing something that you think will give you validation mm, definitely are you chasing that nice car because you think it's going to give you more worth mm. or are you chasing that nice car because you want a nice car definitely. these are the these are these are the these are the healthy questions to sure, ask because there's nothing wrong with wanting a nice car fuck god yeah. i can't wait to get a jeep yeah, i got have, a nice car i love it have have the have the fucking roof tent on the top it's gonna be amazing. Looking forward should, to it. Maybe I should chuck a roof tent on the Merc. I don't know if it's that'd be great. The Merc. <laughs> oh, the roof tent. <laughs> Instantly, everyone was like, "Fucking fuck. asshole!" Yeah, everyone was like, "Fuck <laughs> that guy." Everyone was listening like, "Fuck, get a Merc." Well, fuck it. I have a nice car, but do you know what? If it got taken away tomorrow, crash tomorrow, I wouldn't give a shit. No, no, I really no. wouldn't. But it's, it's nice. Thing. We're on road trips. We do things. So, you aim for nice things, but just inquire into why you want them. Mm, why they're there? Why, why you're if you're doing it, it to, for, so someone can see you in it, <laughs> you got some. Then you should be killing me and Ryan. We'll give you a rebirth and Definitely. start there. <laughs> and, 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 and even a, a deeper way of looking at it, because we are talking about the physical body, it's like when you are pursuing a way in which you want to look, who do you see? Do you see yourself, or do you see someone else that you're trying to chase? Mm. Well, that's nice, brother. Yeah, you're you're seeking the comparison that you're mm. utilizing. I'll be happy when I look I'll like be this happy. person. What? Well, let's go a little deeper. I'll be happy if I became that person. Ooh, yeah. right. Because if you're already externally seeking out there, you think that they've got an amazing life based off following them on social media or just because you see them somewhere around for a couple of hours a day and you're seeing them in their in their best light. Everyone's weird. Everyone's fucked up. We're all fucked up. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, are you are you are you seeking because you want to be them? Mm, beautiful. So a few little drop-ins today. There are a few beautiful things to for people to ruminate on and sit with, and and, and I guess just reflect upon where you are in your own physical health journey, um, whether or not you are just pursuing a number on a scale, or you are pursuing something for a little bit more deeper meaning whether you are pursuing looking like someone else or you are pursuing just enhancing your own self worth and i think i'd like to note here too there's nothing wrong with emulating someone who who is doing amazing things oh for sure i In, think inspired by someone yeah, that, yeah. that that's been a huge thing for me I, I i look to people who are at higher places doing things and playing and are in places where i want to be and i'm like okay cool Yes, there are that person's inspiring me. Mm. Um, how can I 
replicate the learnings or what they've done in my life but for me mm. and i think that's that's a it's a it's a great thing to do definitely and yeah, you, can, you can be inspired by someone yeah you know? you, you're like you can even call in someone's energy you know if someone's such a you know if you've got if you're quite meek or you're you know you're, you're not so confident in the social situations or things like that and you know you've got a friend or you know you've got a co-worker or a boss or someone who's just fucking amazing and they're you know they can walk into a room and they can speak to everyone like you can channel their energy you know let's just call them tom for example you know if you're if you're in the corner you could be like what would tom do right now and you could you could literally channel them and be like well he would just fucking walk over there and he would shake some hands and look them in the eye and say hey what's up so you can you can utilize the people for inspiration or who inspire you for you to be able to step into something new if that's what you are aspiring to be definitely it's not like you are trying to become them you're just using the inspiration of how you perceive them in your own life for you to step out of yourself to 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 growth Mm. definitely i do that quite often in my life yeah for sure and 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 it's beautiful because you're not standing in the in the corner being like oh tom would be doing this i'm so fucking useless i'm so unconfident you're like okay tom's embodies this energy let's see what it's like to embody it as well you know then you're pushing your edge then you're actually challenging yourself to steps outside of your comfort zone so when you actually put yourself in that situation you might actually find fuck man that energy of being able to go up and having a conversation with someone actually wasn't as hard as i thought it was going to be yeah you know then you're challenging yourself you're pushing a new edge you're, you're learning more about yourself and because you're putting yourself in these situations you might actually find that you actually really like it you actually thrive in those situations and that standing in the corner was just a place where you attract because of based on who you perceive yourself to be or, or who you perceive other people to perceive you to be yeah you're hiding mm. making yourself small because mm. you feel unsafe mm. so use the people around you use the people around you as tools i do it all the time and i love it beautiful it's great well i think there's enough jibber jabber today i, think I, I uh take these tools away take these tools away people implement them you know even if it's just a little bit um but also let's strip it right back if you are sometimes just waking up and getting out of bed that day that is still a win oh yes you know like we can we we, we lots of people can keep putting this go you should be doing this this and this sometimes for wherever you're at and i've been there before many times if i just got out of bed that day it was a, a fucking win. winning day fucking nice. so don't ever forget that never never you're forget gonna that. go through those ebbs and flows you, you know, are there's going to be trials and tribulations challenging periods in your life where you where you don't want to get out of bed um but as he, as mike says getting out of bed that's a win and that's a win yep and do you know what you could strip it back even more that you woke up mm. that you might have leaned over and opened the curtain a little bit be fucking kind to yourself yeah, and just that. continually check in and if it's a repeating habit, if the, if these if the, if these downtimes become a repetition, that's when you need to start asking for people to call you up mm. or call yourself up. But please, everything we're talking about today, if there are times and you're at that level of your life where that's that's the best and that's the win for your day, then then fucking own that win. Mm. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, and remember, we love y'all. We really love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll uh, we'll see you next, next week. week.